You are listening to Unified Through Chronic and Mental Illness with your hosts, Angie Roberts and Kimberly Murphy. Please be advised that some of the topics of this podcast can be triggering and sensitive in nature. The Worldwide Health Organization says worldwide there are around 50 million cases of dementia and nearly 10 million new cases a year. Hey everybody, welcome back to Unified. This is Kimberly and this week we're talking about dementia and most specifically nerve diseases. The Mayo Clinic describes dementia as a group of thinking and social symptoms that interferes with daily functioning. So what are some of the symptoms, Angie? Some of the symptoms of dementia are forgetfulness, limited social skills, thinking abilities are impaired so much that it interferes with your daily functioning. So like their ADLs or, you know, like mm-hmm. taking a shower and all that stuff. Um, irritability and personal personality changes, mood swings, hallucination or paranoia, jumbled speech, and sleep disorders. So all of this kind of gets um, a little bit confusing as I was um, researching it. So dementia isn't really a disease. It's a condition of certain types of nerve diseases itself, right? Right. It isn't, it's not a specific disease. There are several diseases that may cause it, like dementia with Lewy bodies, Huntington's disease, traumatic brain injury, and MS. I think Parkinson's and MS are probably the most common that people hear about, but I, I right. personally don't know a lot about either. Well, the number one cause of dementia, as we're going to see here in a few minutes, is actually Alzheimer's disease. Mm -hmm. And then the second cause is Parkinson's. So those are the two we're going to talk about today. The Mayo Clinic also says Alzheimer's disease is the most common cause of progressive dementia in older adults. The part of the brain that is damaged is what causes the symptoms. Dementia is a progressive disorder for which there is no cure. Okay, so we have proteins in our brain, and there are two proteins that that mainly clump together when we get Alzheimer's disease. And it matters what part of the brain is damaged on what symptoms you're going to have. So if the back of the brain is affected, it causes vision loss or issues like climbing stairs. And if the sides of the brain are affected, it's communication and language skills. Dementia with Lewy bodies is another form of Alzheimer's that can affect different areas of the brain, leading to changes in attention, sleep problems, and hallucinations. And in Lewy's disease, people can develop Parkinson's disease-like syndromes, like the shaking, the slow ability to think, planning and paying attention. Also, they still have slow movement. So um, I was working in this nursing home uh, way back when I was on that floor and it's, it's, it's hard to watch the patients because a lot of times they don't remember where the room is. They need help with all their ADLs. It is. Yeah. And they'll roam the halls just up and down the halls. And uh, I also worked at an Alzheimer's hall and my mother-in-law, my ex-mother-in-law had Alzheimer's. Okay. Really? So, yeah. So it's, 
I understand what you're talking about. They wander the halls and mm-hmm. at night it's worse. And-, and yeah, there was one time though, um, there was a man that I was taking care of and he had just come in and he had decided that he wasn't going to eat until his wife would come to have lunch with him. And his wife had mm. passed away like 10 years prior. So that's another thing that like they do is they have like old memories, but they don't have short term mm-hmm. memory. Right. My, um, my ex mother-in-law, um, she's passed away now, but she would hear babies crying outside. She had, those were her auditory hallucinations mm-hmm. and she would hear the babies crying and she would just, I mean, that's really what she heard. And she was having a, you know, yeah. anxiety, panic attack. Somebody get the babies, somebody get the babies. Oh, it's just so sad to see. So we tried getting our baby dolls and sometimes that worked. Sometimes that didn't work. Okay, so with Parkinson's disease, the brain does not get dopamine. And it's been said that it's like cells and circuits, like connections of the lights and pipes. There's slow generation in the pipes that control tremors, stiffness, and slowness in walking. Um, Depression and anxiety, sleep issues, sexual dysfunction. These things weren't originally thought to be a Parkinson's. However, they are. Progressions of Parkinson's is a very slow degeneration and leads to a total loss of dopamine. Um, Neurology.org says long-term use of amphetamines and methamphetamines and cocaine have been shown to be associated with Parkinson's disease. It's possible dopamine gets blocked from the reward centers in the brain, which makes complete sense because they just, it drains the uh, dopamine. Healthy eating habits, such as consuming plenty of vegetables, choosing whole grains over refined carbohydrates, and getting protein from nuts and fish rather than red meat, can help stave off symptoms of dementia. And also the Mediterranean diet, um, which has like a staple of leafy greens, berries, and poultry has also been effective. Um, You know, some suggestions are to just shop the produce aisle, opt for whole foods, limit alcohol intake, and be wary of fad diets, um, which I'm guilty of. I do keto. (laughs) (laughs) Fad diets, yeah. I mean, really, guys, just stay on the outsides of the grocery store. Don't go into that middle section. I think it's probably it's probably healthy for everybody. I know people don't want to diet and exercise, but there have been people who have very successfully uh, managed their dementia with with diet and exercise. Right. And actually says that exercise creates new neural connections. I saw a show. I can't remember uh, where it was, but I'll just um, say that this woman had MS and she was talking about how she did different puzzles and she used to use her left hand for things that she normally used her right hand for. And she was saying it was actually very effective in, you know, maintaining um, the level of awareness that she had. I actually did look that up. And Mm -hmm. it's actually true that um, using your opposite hand will create new pathways in your brain. That is true. Awesome. That is true. We all, we all should do it. We should start now. (laughs) We should start now. It's important guys to start now. Okay. So for real, this is another part of prevention guys. You got to start early. That's, that's the thing. They say that, you know, we need to keep doing our puzzles and we need to keep doing these things. We need to start now and keep them up through our older years so that our brains, they say, if you lose those connections, you're, they're lost. They don't come back. You can make new connections, but 
the the old ones are done. Yeah, the old ones are gone. Right. Right. So we, if you don't use them, you lose them. We're here with Rebecca, whose mom has Parkinson's disease. Hi, Rebecca. How are you doing today? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm great. Doing pretty Thank good. you. Yeah, we're great. Thank you for having me on the your podcast. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. So how old is your mom now? Uh, she is 78 years old. She'll be 79 next month. Yeah. Okay. And when did her, how long has she had Parkinson's disease? Um, well, she got diagnosed about, I want to say three years ago, but I think mm-hmm. she had it before then, but it went undiagnosed for a long period of time. Right. I, from what I was reading, I can understand that, um, you can start with the tremors really, really early in life actually. Yeah. So yeah. Did she have and those it, tremors? Do you remember? Um, Yes, um, very lightly at first, and um, it had gotten worse over a period of time where I mentioned it to the doctor, and I was like, well, this is not normal. Why is she tremoring all the time? And then had a kind of thought in the back of my head that it might have been Parkinson's disease, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't 100% sure, because my aunt had it on my dad's side uh, as well, so I was familiar with it, but I wasn't that familiar with it, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Right. So now how far has it progressed? Um, in the past like year, year or two, it's gotten pretty bad. Um, has it? Uh, auditory hallucinations. Uh, oh. So one that she thinks I will say something when I'm not saying anything or she'll think she'll hear something and take it out of context and it'll cause like an argument. So she um, has dementia. No, this is this is strictly a part of Parkinson's disease. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, the when I was talking to her doctor yesterday, because uh, she, she had a doctor's appointment. Um, few um, Parkinson's patients have a lot of like like visual hallucinations. Right. And then a small part has auditory hallucinations that mm-hmm. comes with the Parkinson's itself. Right. And. Um, that wow. actually didn't get worse until after she had her fall back in August due to pulmonary wow. embolisms. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, so one thing is just triggered another thing, triggered yeah, another thing. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I would imagine her mobility is completely affected now or no. Oh, completely affected. Yeah. She can only walk to the bathroom and mm-hmm. to back to her chair. She can't walk that much anymore. No. Aww. So how has that affected her mentally? Quite a bit. Like, depressive um she wants she gets like aggravated she gets weird days where she's like moody and she gets to the point where she gets frustrated with herself because she wants to do so many things and be be independent but she can't be anymore yeah how how much has it affected her like fine motor coordination is she able to do anything with her hands no yeah Mm -hmm. not even right anymore oh wow i'm so sorry that's awful no, it's it's terrible. She's like completely different person from when she I when I like as like a as a marker is like when I first started seeing my husband. Um, she was fine, and then like decline from like right after that, it was mm-hmm. like total night and day difference. Like different person, different mentality, and just like completely changed her. Wow. 
that went fast. Well, you in the last three years. Yeah. Right? Well, I've been with my husband for almost six years now, but like, mm-hmm. uh, it's a night and day difference. Did any kind of stressful event, do you think, bring it on to begin with? Or do you think this is just a strictly hereditary situation in your case? Um, when she had her MRI done, she said it was just, it, it's just age-related um, Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. Because there's different, I don't know if you guys know uh, much about Parkinson's disease, there's different types of Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like drug-related Parkinson's disease, Um Age-related Parkinson's disease is what I know of, are the two major ones I have I know of. Mm-hmm. But there could be other ones. I'm not 100% sure. But my mom has the age-related Parkinson's because of the what they saw on the MRI. So what are some of the other things that she um, has going on that you could share with people? Um, like, it's kind of related to, like, dementia. Like, sundowning mm-hmm. is another one. Mm-hmm. Like, getting moody at nighttime. And the changes between, like... It's a very difficult time when, like, there's daylight savings time. When it gets darker earlier, it's a it's a rougher time than when in the summertime. I feel it's like a lot better because light is longer. And um, and I was talking about earlier is the hallucinations is like, and then the auditory are a big part of it. And then the shuffling, they call it like when you're walking, it's called the Parkinson's, like the sh- the Parkinson's shuffle. Yeah, they don't like they can't pick up their feet. And like your brain can't tell your part of your body to move. It like it doesn't communicate properly. Like she wants her leg to move, but she can't move it. She has to have something to get to start it up. Um, oh wow! Another. So she needs like a a boost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost definitely. That has definitely. to be so frustrating. I can only imagine that. She, I mean, it, it makes complete sense that she would be depressed and. How long do her um, hallucinations tend to last? Um, so she has episodes. I don't know. This sounds crazy, but like, where she like has a lot of mucus and a lot of like nose dripping. Like that's another mm-hmm. thing too. Like nose dripping, mucus, whatever. Right. Yeah. And those are one of the days when like when she has those issues where it's like, where she has those like, it'll be very brief, but like, it'll be enough where it's like stressful for me and stressful for the people. To, you know, my mm-hmm. husband and I and her, mm-hmm. because she right. think I say something and I'm like, no, mom, I didn't say that. I just like, oh, where are you going? What are you moving out? I'm like, no. Uh, um, so it's just be like one of those like episodes. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll come on sporadically. Does she remember them after the fact? No, no. Mm-mm. That's no. got to be really tough. Oh, that, right. It's got to be tough on uh, her and on you guys. Oh, definitely. Because it happened the other night, actually. It happened where I was talking to my friends online. I'm a, I'm a gamer, and I was playing my video games. And she's like, are you guys talking about leaving? Are you leaving the house? Are you moving out? And I'm like, no, Ma, I don't know. What are you? It's like, I want to know what's going on. And I'm like, Mom, what do you mean? She's like, I don't know what's going on, but you need to tell me what's going on right now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just talking to my friends. Yeah. And then she'll get really irritable at that. And then she's like, I'm moving out. I'm moving. I'm leaving. And I'm like, no, mom. I'm like, let's not, let's not, let's calm down. I'm like, this is not what, this is like, I have to bring her back to reality. And then she gets very angry at us because she thinks we're calling her crazy, which is not even the case. And I try to reassure her that this is not the case. Mm -hmm. And it's just hard. It's just really hard, honestly. So you're her sole caregiver? Uh, Me and my husband are, yes. Right. Oh, that, yeah, that does have to be hard. What are you guys doing to support yourselves? 
And I said, we're gamers, so we try to, like, escape into, like, the virtual reality and, like... Yeah. Because of COVID, I can't go anywhere. A, so, nice, a nice. nice distraction. I'm a gamer, too, so I completely get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, like, I escape because mm-hmm. I can't go out to COVID. My husband is the one that goes out and works, so, like, I have to stay home all the time. So, um, being cooped up is hard, too. I can't get out and, you know, vent or stress or hang out with friends or whatever. Mm, I can imagine, yeah. That respite time is really important for caregivers. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. And I think yeah. it also helps to maybe be able to talk to other caregivers. Mm-hmm. And right now all the support groups are like disbanded or they're just online, but yeah. that might be something you guys could do. I mean, it's so hard on caregivers, which we've talked about before, but um, it's so sweet that you and your husband are, you know, doing this for your mom. I'm sure it must be so hard on you to see her just continually getting worse. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard for me because I'm not used to my mom being like this. I'm used to her being like spunky, active, you know, always, you know, spitting out jokes, being sarcastic. It's just not herself anymore. Like you can tell. So how does she occupy her days? Like what, what is a typical day like for her? Watching TV. <laughs> Pretty oh. much. She just watches TV. Yeah. yeah. She can't do much. Like walk around to the bathroom and, you know, watch. She, play, she actually plays games on her cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, solitaire. Yeah, okay. Match three. So I just, you know, let her play all those games. That must be really hard for her. Yeah, because she wants to, like, I want to drive and I want to cook. and But she doesn't. She hasn't cooked for the last, I think, three or four years, I think. Mm-hmm. She hasn't cooked at all. If, if there was one thing that I would say to people who are, are caregivers of people with Parkinson's is be patient with them because they're adjusting to a new life and you're adjusting to a new life. And don't get angry with them because it's not their fault if they're like hearing things or seeing things or um, experiencing, you know, like muscle loss. That's a big thing with Parkinson's disease, mm-hmm. muscle weakness and muscle retention. Um, just be patient with each other because you're both learning and trying to adapt to a new lifestyle and, you know, just be supportive. Yeah. And do your research too. Right. So you know ahead of going into the doctor's office and ask the right questions is my my advice for people who are just um, finding out that their loved one has Parkinson's. Because it's not just the shaking and it's not just, it's more, it's like layers mm-hmm. uh, of a disease. And um, people tend to like misconceive um, that it's just the shaking. Yeah, I think that's what people are pretty much focused on. Yeah. It's the shaking part. Because I think uh, when we're talking about like that, it's like we're talking about like Michael J. Fox. Right. Right. And his, I, was just, um, I was just thinking about him. Yeah. I, you know what? I have so much more of appreciation for Michael J. Fox now because his, all his money goes to the Parkinson's. Like he has a foundation for Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. And um, well, they think, well, just, you know, if people don't see it firsthand, I can see why they would think it was just shaking, but like, but the people who deal with it on a daily basis, her up front, like caregivers, uh, they see more of the, of the face. Right. Mm-hmm. I know with my um, cousins, um, with my aunt, um, having to eventually go into um, a nursing home and then passing away. When I was younger, like she would send letters out to everybody and she was always the aunt who would, I'll oh, do the, the ancestry of the family, uh-huh. and 
you know, right? Everybody like family. And she was she was the person that you know. I don't know if you have a family member who does the family newsletter every year. We used to. Um, yeah. She's that person. Yeah. <laughs> she's the person who would do the family newsletter every year. And then when she started going downhill, um, and being diagnosed um, with Parkinson's and losing her memory, and um, stopped. And people like I think. It it sucked. Um, you could see that her handwriting wasn't the greatest anymore. I couldn't understand it when she wrote me letters, like handwritten letters. Oh, yeah. But then, like when you would call her, she wouldn't know who you were anymore. And it got kind of like to the point where, like, you know, the mix of the Parkinson's and the mix of the memory loss, and it just got became harder. And we lost that, you know, person that was connecting yeah, everybody. Yeah, just slowly losing them. That's yeah. so sad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is sad. So I was kind of like, I was kind of, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like other people. I had kind of like a precursor to what I was expecting with my mom. So I was aware ahead of time of what Parkinson's can do to a family member. Well, that's helpful for taking care of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also probably very like, you know, shocking too, because you know exactly what you're up against. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Rebecca. I hope that um, we have you on again. Yeah. Oh, no, I would love to come on again. You're a natural. I would love to come on again. No problem. All Anytime. Right. So some of the things that you can do um, to make things, you know, better for yourself is learn to de-stress. Chronic and persistent stress can take a heavy toll on the brain. We all know that. Um, And learn to breathe, deep breathing, meditation, inner peace and tranquility. And make time for fun and hobbies. Leisure activities are just as important to health as diet and exercise. Your spirit and mind and body connection is really important. We've talked about that many times. Be social. Some of us don't do well with being isolated and some of us do do well. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's important to keep making healthy friendships all through your life. So keep that up even when you're older. And sometimes I think that it's harder when you're older because you just don't want to start over again. Yeah, they're very lonely and isolated. There's, There's less places for them, I think, to meet people. So um, that's why the senior centers are so important, but we are social beings. So it is important that we get together and not isolate ourselves. Learning a new skill keeps your mind sharp and the more cognitive stimulus, the stronger the neuron connections are in your brain. You know, my grandmother is in her mid eighties and she's super Uh, active and she still kayaks and she paints and she plays cards and she crafts. mm, She she does all this stuff. And I mean, this woman is like, she does more stuff than most people, you know, half her age. That's great though. And that's what keeps her so healthy and happy. Yeah. Right. She has tons of friends. (laughs) The last thing is the occupational therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, There is occupational therapy for dementia. Myhometouch.com says an occupational therapist will work with someone with dementia to identify their difficulties in daily functioning and daily today activities. Like we were talking before about their ADLs. They'll come in and actually assess them and see what they can and can't do. 
they'll recommend how to adapt an environment to support a person with dementia. For example, there's like um, dementia friendly clocks or you can label your doors and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, they have tons of great ideas and some great tools. Um, and don't forget to get quality sleep because the brain uses that time to process information coming in and it compartmentalizes all of your thoughts from the day. So rest is super important. It's very important. Which we know. It's, it's sleep is so important to help. Um, so, yeah, get your sleep, guys. Turn off TikTok. Turn off. <laughs> yeah, Kimberly. You know what? Kimberly <laughs> blows up my Facebook messenger all night with TikTok. I, I blow up TikTok. her messenger all morning with TikTok. Shout out to I Joey Cole. To... No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's her. Okay. I'll make sure he sees this somehow. <laughs> he hears this. What is the mantra for this week, Angie? Okay. Well, Michael J. Fox says Parkinson's is like you crossing the road and getting stuck in the middle. You know that the bus is coming and you can't get out of the way. So you kind of freak out and say, this bus is going to hit me at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's going to be, I can't even, I can't imagine that. It is, but he's, you know, he's still very kind of upbeat with like, okay, the bus is going to hit me at some point. At least I know this is going to happen, you know, so acknowledging it and being mindful, I feel like is what he's kind of saying, like, Mm -hmm. you know. He's always had a really positive attitude, and I think he's um, done so I much. I love Michael J. Fox. I do, too. He's done so much for the Parkinson's disease community. He really has. I um, I still crush on Michael J. Fox, even though he has <laughs> Parkinson's, because I always crushed on him when I was a little girl. Well, he's so. great. He is great. He, yeah, um, his attitude keeps him, you know, mm-hmm. his attitude keeps him in that crush area. He's one of those <laughs> bright lights, you know. I'm always attracted really to these is. bright lights, and he's one of them. So we really hope you guys learned something today and a big special thanks to Rebecca who came and shared her story. Um, We really appreciate her time. That was, that was really great. And uh, I, you know, if anybody in your family is affected with dementia, um, hopefully some of this information will help you. Um, And if not, you know, definitely reach out to the Parkinson's or Alzheimer's community, any type of disease that has dementia and, you know, because we're stronger together. We always say that. And um, there are people out there who've gone before you and who are going to be willing to help you out. So with that, see you next time, guys. Mask up. Peace out, y'all. Have a good day. Unified through chronic and mental illness can be found at anchor.fm slash unified. There you can find all social media links as well as other ways to listen.